What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for clicking. Big weekend ahead. Niners-Lions. Guy here with a conversation with Tim Kawakami. Always love talking to Tim. See Tim around uh, Niners a lot lately, and so appreciate him letting me grab him for a few minutes to talk about Niners-Lions. We got his prediction in this um, conversation, as well as uh, a lot of Brock Purdy, and he had just talked to Kyle Shanahan and that conversation he had with Kyle's in his in his feed, the TK show. And we talk a lot about uh, what he learned, uh, what he has learned, what he thinks as it relates to Kyle. TK shows where you can find more Tim audio. Tim uh, does the TK show there. He does North and South there. Just did, He just put out one I saw with a uh, conversation about Jim Harbaugh. And 49ers plus minus his podcast with Matt Barrows is always immediate play, immediate click. The second that podcast loads up in my feed, I immediately listen. I'm sure you already do, but if you don't, Go check it out. And, of course, Tim, great um, great every time every time out in The Athletic. So uh, before we get to Tim, I just want to remind you that we're brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Thanks to Tito's for the sponsorship deep into the playoff run. Tito's Handmade Vodka, whether you uh, are having it at home, maybe some people over to the house, you got to have some Tito's on hand. You're going to somebody's house. Bring some Tito's. You will be a hit. And if you're going to the bar, always a good order. Tito's. Tito's in soda, a little lime, Tito's in water with a lemon, Tito's in a little ginger, uh, ginger beer maybe, a Moscow mule, Tito's mule. And, of course, there's, uh, you know, the the show favorite, the Arnold Palmer iced tea lemonade mixed with Tito's. And when you mix those two things together, you get a John Daly. Uh, whatever you do, just remember, Tito's crafted to be savored responsibly. Here we go, Tim Kawakami. TK, mm-hmm. Niners Lions, mm-hmm. how you feeling? What do you think? You know, uh, did they lose little, some shine? Yeah, yes, yes, and I think in everybody's opinion. And I don't think the Lions look great either. You know, they're diff- different moment for them. Uh, but uh, I definitely think the Four Niners could have lost last game to a, a inferior team, Green Bay Packers, than the Lions are. If they play like that, they clearly could lose this game. I would not have thought that. I think any dome team coming into an outdoor stadium on the road is tough. I always think that. I've thought that for my entire career. I've watched, the, I think when I first started, I was covering the Barry Sanders 
kind of first playoff team, one or you know, may only made the playoffs once or twice, and they just didn't look the same, you know, on the grass, like at RFK Stadium in Washington or wherever it was. Uh, I get the feeling that this Lions team is very similar. Now I think they are good. I think they they stop the run. That's what this four ers understand that part. Like what do they always say? Stop the run, run the ball. I was I'll just say I was talking to Shanahan today after his presser and old school. I called him like you coach like an older guy. And he's like yeah. I don't think like that. Yeah. But he does. But I that's stuff I like. Like yeah. I know I think a lot of people don't. They hated the end of the first half. They hated kind of the the percentage plays that he does. He's not going to do wild stuff. He's not going to fake punt. Uh, I think that wins you games more than it loses you games if you have the better talent. I think they've got the better talent on Sunday. Doesn't mean there won't be an interception or a ball bouncing around or a kickoff return. By the way, we learned that, and I kind of was thinking that. They didn't intentionally kick short. That was just Moody kicking it short accidentally. Like, they're not going, oh, God, we've got this great strategy. We're going to kick short and watch it come back on them 50 straight times. Yeah. They did it for like 10 straight times. They're not trying to do that anymore. That was just a mishit. Um, that's why, you know, the Moody thing is still up in the air. That's not strategy. That's just bad kickoff. So I, I just, if they take out those random things, which is Shanahan's state of goal. Like, I don't want the crazy, I just want to beat this team whatever team in front of me if I have more talent I'm just I'm paraphrasing this is not him saying yeah this. yeah yeah with more talent and better strategy and just stay to it and stick to it you will win most of the time now you will not win every time and they almost lost no question but a few things don't happen on last Saturday they lose that game that was one maybe Shanahan's conservatism kind of brought them closer to losing but they did not lose and I think that sort of game if they just play sharper they will win this game by 10. They just got to play better. Maybe they won't. But uh, I, I do have more, you know, I have more faith in that sort of idea than most people do. I grew up covering Parcells, you know, Gibbs. Gibbs a little more open offensively. Um, I just believe in that stuff when you've got the better team. I get it. It's frustrating. It did not look good at the end of the first half. It did not work at the end of the first half and then the beginning of the third to get try to get that lap. But I think it does, you know, when you should win, you usually win. You don't throw away stuff. And I think you can play a similar game to beat the Lions if Brock Purdy's just a little more sharp, if they just play the run a little bit better. Those are issues. We'll see. But um, I just think they're not going to coach themselves into a loss. Maybe people thought they kind of did last game. They didn't lose. I understood a lot of it. I wouldn't have done it, but I understood it, and I understand it going into this game. I didn't bring Tim Kalk. I'm here to talk um, kicking. But, <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that kick, it went yeah. to the goal line. Yeah. It was 4.11, 4.12. Mm. I timed it a couple mm -hmm. times this morning, which is, that's top end of the league. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Air time. Yeah, it was up in the air. There's no question. And they're, they're much better than they were yeah. in terms of kickoff return percentage than they were last year with Robbie, mm -hmm. who was like 53% of the time they yeah. got a return. This year, they're 32, 33% of the time mm -hmm. they get a return, which is fifth highest in the league. Mm -hmm. Touchback 60% of the time, that's 23rd in the yeah. NFL. There's something that's, and maybe, and my question would be, does it also show up in his, in his field goal yes. kicking? Is yes. he an inconsistent yes. ball striker? Yes. Is that what's happening yes. here? I believe that. That's, I think that's the overarching thing. You know, some people, oh, no, he's just like popping. Oh, he's making everything. What are you talking about? He's, no, there's some mishits, even some his makes. People, we're looking at, like, some, yeah. some of those extra points are going, you know, and I've talked to you guys. He doesn't aim to hit it 
uh, right. He, he aims it right to try to turn it over left. And when it goes straight right, that's a dead miss. Yeah. Uh, and he does that sometimes. So what happens? He's not one of the best kickers in the league. You live with it. They're in this position. But I, I suspected that they weren't trying to kick it short. Like, you keep asking about it, and, you know, and they don't say anything. Like, I think they're not trying to do that. And, uh, you know, and their coverage unit isn't as good as it was, say, last year or the previous year. They've, they've obviously switched some, some of the coverage stuff up. You know, that could have lost them the game on Saturday. That single kickoff return could have lost them. Yeah, they get ahead. Came right after the McCaffrey yeah, they touchdown. They get the emotions. Okay, yeah. everything, here it is. The game's, they got it back under control, and that thing comes right back on their ass. Right. Uh, and various other things, you know, things that we're not used to seeing them do. That was one of them, the 53-yard run after they pin them back down you know, late to midway through the fourth quarter. These are things we're not used to seeing. If, this, if those things happen on Sunday, I think they're going to lose. Yeah, the difference, I think, one of the differences between Detroit and Green Bay is Detroit's like a more experienced version of Green yep. Bay, right? Yep. All their, they've got a lot of skill guys just like yep. Green Bay. They're more, the Laporta's not established mm -hmm. in terms of time in the league, but um, Amon Ross St. Brown is, right? He's kind yep. of the golden, the, the, they got the two running backs. Jameer Gibbs, I think, is a... Yeah, that I, guy's the thing he might hurt the four now. I think he's yeah, about yeah. as close yeah. to McCaffrey yeah. as you can... Brees Hall's kind of close when you yeah. look, but Jameer Gibbs is pretty close. There are a lot of running backs, I think, like every time he touches the ball on a swing pass, he could go. Yeah. Like McCaffrey, yes, obviously. Yes. And Jameer Gibbs, I think he could. Uh, and that's the kind of guy that can four nights play it straight, and then you got the linebacker on him, and the linebacker misses the tackle. That's happened. That could go 70 the There's other only way. two yeah. guys in the league that have more 15-yard carries than Gibbs, and it's Brees Hall and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's, there's an explosiveness now. Is it the same on grass as it has on turf? I, you know, I, oh, it's maybe that's simple of me to say, but I do that's always true. wonder that's about that. I always yeah. do wonder yeah. about that. I, we know Goff is a better player, better quarterback inside yeah. than he is outside. Again, this isn't, you know, we'll see. The 49ers aren't that great when it rains either, as we saw. Uh, I think the forecast still is that it's going to be dry on Sunday. I think it probably, it's wet it's today. It's supposed to be dry today yeah, when yeah, I, I got know. here exactly. and it rained you on me. You so. never know. You never yeah. know. Uh, and it's freaking cold, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is cold. Uh, so it, it might be conditions game. And, yeah. you know, that's okay. Uh, I don't think the Lions are perfectly suited for it, but they are better suited for it than a team that doesn't have those defensive linemen, that doesn't play the run as well as they do. They do not play the pass very well. We know no. that. Well, the Packers and they don't, went in not playing the pass very well, no, and they look pretty Kyle, good. Kyle tried to throw. Yep, yep. And he kept throwing. I will say, that people throwing. have said this, on it, like, I don't know that you could have gone into a shell on that game. Like, even if he wanted to, if it was Jimmy throwing two interceptions and, you know, Kyle would want to go into a shell, you, you couldn't have gone into a shell in that game because yeah. you were down. But is it a shell if you're giving it to Christian McCaffrey? Is that really a shell? If they're overplaying it, yeah. you know. And I, I don't think they were crazily overplaying it, but they were ready for that. They were not giving up the kind of stuff we see when McCaffrey's just going. They only ran the ball 25 times, and, what, six of those were purdy. So clearly there was not something schematically that Shanahan loved. I don't think that was a game where you could just go, we're turning around and giving it to Christian McCaffrey 30 times. And we're going to get, you know, and it was obviously not a game where Elijah Mitchell was going to play at all. Because guess what? He did not play at all. Um, I think the lines might be similar. I think they're, they're going to have the same commitment, right? Was, let's see if Brock Purdy is going to have another bad game. Uh, and make sure that Christian McCaffrey doesn't beat you. And by the way, in the Christian McCaffrey not beat you, he gets two touchdowns. Right. One of them, you know, it's right. just a monster run. Uh, I, I think they will again play at this, uh, see if Brock Purdy can be better than he was on Saturday because he was not great. He was not great whether the ball was wet or not. I think the decisions were weird. Uh, he said himself today, like he got a little tentative. 
after the near pick on his first pass. I don't know whether that was affected by the rain or not, but he definitely looked That was looked bizarre because yeah. that was, he usually doesn't get tricked or whatever yeah. happened there. It's like he was determined to throw it there and yeah. there was a guy there. And I don't know whether he just thought, okay, I got the grip right now. So I'm gonna throw it right now. I don't know. I mean, I just, we saw him patting the ball a little extra. We saw him like just, and then I would have asked, I didn't ask because I, that's okay today. I'm not going to complain about not getting a question. And I did that on my podcast and I was wrong because I just muted myself. Big, but, big man, only a big man would have <laughs> yeah, said so that. Like, Oops. Uh, I was not happy about that, but that was my Ranted. own fault. My Ranted own fault. About my own fault. Listen to the podcast. You hear my rant. Yeah. Um, the only thing I would ask Purdy today was you were different on that last drive, though. There's no question. He, yeah. There was a different feel to him. He wasn't doing this thing with the ball. He wasn't, I don't sense that he was ever felt tentative about the way he was throwing the ball. Even the, as we said, the one incompletion going six or seven was that kill dropped. Like, this was a guy who felt under control for that drive. So what happened on that drive? He probably wouldn't have said, here's exactly what we did. We did this, we cleaned the ball here, and then I'm like, but that throw to Conley was a great throw. Yeah, and I a, talked to yeah. your boy. You yeah. said you That's claimed Chris Conley, but I've also <laughs> claimed Chris Conley because we were both at Injulik Air Force Base in Turkey at the same time. Uh, our dads were both in the service. But um, he told I asked Chris Conley today, how many times do you think you've caught that ball mm-hmm. from Brock Purdy? And he said maybe once or twice. In practice, even? Period, wow, including wow. practice in you know, the preseason. He, he was practicing in training camp. I mean, but he know. said he probably will catch in, like, full team mm-hmm. maybe a ball a day from Brock, mm-hmm. and then he'll get, you know, he'll get some balls from Brock in on air yeah. where they're running drills. Yeah. But depends if Brock's on his side that day yeah. or not because yeah. they'll all rotate through. But he told me he thought he's caught that ball on that route from Brock wow. maybe once or twice this no, he year, threw, maybe. Brock threw it like he was throwing to Tyuk. Well, that's and what he said. Yeah, he said, yeah, he said yeah. I said, what made the play? So, well, I know the route, and Brock just ripped it. So yeah. he gave Brock the credit for trusting yeah. him, I think, is what he was saying. It was, you can tell, we've talked about this, I think, that, that, like there's routes and there's receivers that Purdy just feels confident about. Yeah. And it's usually number 11. It's usually on a route like that or coming back over the middle, and he's just ripping out. The first one was kind of like that, and he threw it to the wrong team. Yeah. Uh, he trusts so Juwan. He trusts Juwan, and Juwan went up and got it on that third down play. Like, these are... There's some things that you can just tell that he has faith in. Probably doesn't have that much faith in Ray Ray McLeod right now. Like he yeah. talked about it. It yeah. was very interesting. He does not usually go into detail. I guess it was the camera angle that showed him not being happy about it. And Shanahan even mentioned it after the game. Like there probably was a misread where he was throwing it to a spot that Ray Ray decided to go to another spot. Those are things that, like I go back to, I always compare him to Breeze now because other people have done it. Like when Breeze, he, he throws to a spot. Like when he got pissed at a receiver, you are not at the spot. I gotta believe you're gonna be there. Aikman talks about this all the time. I have to believe you're gonna cross the faith, face. Manning had to have been that yeah, way exactly. at least later like, in his career, I, right? I'm not, yeah, exactly. And he didn't, I don't know if he talked about it. Maybe he does a little bit now. But like Elway was like, yeah, just get somewhere. I'm just gonna fire as hard as I can. Far yeah, the same thing. As soon as thing. you're yeah. open. But the, the, uh, the, the quarterbacks who play with more touch, who throw, who don't have the, the you know, howitzer arms. Tua is similar to this. I need you to be where I think you're going to be because I'm throwing it before you make that right, cut. Right. Like we've seen it with Brock, yeah. and he for sure as hell believes that in Ayuk. He's we've seen it against the Seahawks. Them still the best throw I think I've seen him. Maybe one of the best throws the 49er quarterbacks thrown in a long time. Kaepernick might have had one or two like that, but they well they, they were different Bolden than that. Yeah. ball against uh, the Seahawks as well in the back of the end yes, zone was a yes. great ball. But um, it's the guy is 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 running to a spot is not there yet, and he's believing that that's where the ball's got to go. Yeah. And um, he threw that one to Conley like that. I was to say, that, that's yeah. what that thought was like, I am stepping in and you are gonna make that cut, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And there was, it was different. I didn't, don't remember 
maybe one or two balls earlier in the game that was like that, but I can't remember them, even if he did. The Kittle touchdown. That was, that was a pretty good pass. That was. Uh, and that was... Uh, that was he lets it go and Kittle's on the 10. Yep, yep. Yeah. And that had some arm to it, and that was perfectly located. Um, but that's what we're used to, right? That's the Purdy that we've seen all season. Yeah, we we just, it just didn't show up for most of that game. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said, they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get two more like it. And I sent him the Lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time to top it off the performance package throws in two free gifts boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping manscaped.com code ham when things get hairy make sure to call on manscaped in clutch time butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions last night i was thinking about ordering out and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks. America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. 
It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're not, I'm not, we don't have to spend our time here doing Jordan Love debates or whatever. Yeah. But the, I think it's the flat-footed throws is where you kind of see the difference. Yep. Um, and and you know, some, some arm strength is that, right? That's like, yeah. like if, and size. I think you yeah, get hit yeah. by a guy, there's an arm in front yeah. of you, that sort of thing. Um, but isn't it funny, on the most important drive of the year, they had Conley and Ray Ray McLeod on the field. Well, I mean, you know, they were down a receiver, right? They're down mm-hmm. a very important receiver in Debo Samuel. But, yes, I think, again, I don't want to laugh about it, but I think Conley should have been playing more. I think Conley is a good receiver. You, I just you, do. you I are really a do. very big Conley Yeah, guy. I just you think he been. looks like Ayuk. Like, you need guys who have that physical feel. Like, I can get here, and even if the guy bumps me, I'm still going to get there. Yeah. That's what I believe in Ayuk. Like, a little bounce, I'm still going to be on the spot. You bump maybe Raven McLeod, and he goes seven yards offline a little right. bit. I just, those are the kind of receivers I think work in a, in a Shanahan timing, you know. Uh, this is, you know, you look at the receivers that were great for, for Manning. Different system, but similar quarterback. Marvin Harrison was going to be exactly where you wanted him to be, where you needed him to be. And if I throw it there, I don't care if there's a guy bumping him. He's going to find his way to get there. Not that Conley's great, 
I just think that catch was everything I thought that he might be able to do yeah. from back in the training camp. That's because Barros makes fun of me for it. But I, I, I just think this guy, the smaller, the Ronnie Bells, the, I'm always making fun of him. But I just like, I don't know that he gets to that spot. Get to that spot. Be in that spot, have the speed and the talent to get there, but also the commitment that I've got to be exactly where that ball is going to be. Uh, and I think Chris Conley. I mean, Ayuk is the definition of that. Uh, and I think Chris Conley's got some of that. So uh, as it relates to Purdy, did that game in any way change your opinion on what a Super Bowl might, should the Niners beat the Lions of what, you know, they would need from him in well, a I mean, rematch with the Ravens yeah, I know. or I mean, the Chiefs? The Ravens thing obviously is the other thing that, that gives you pause. Uh, I think, you know, I've been high on Purdy. I know you guys have been high on Purdy. I think a lot of them, although John was kind of banging him on the, you had to calm him down a little bit. Yeah, although okay. I, I think, it, you know, it's, these it's things. Understand, you, it's but, understandable. But I just think yeah. all this, you, you end up arguing a it's point too, yeah, and exactly. there's no it's, nuance, it's you extreme, know. Yeah, that's why I think the MVP talk in some ways was a disservice to him. Yeah. You know, just the conversation of it. Because it put him in a category. Exactly. Like, oh, no, guys. he's better than Lamar Jackson. You think he's better than right. Lamar Jackson? Like, right. No. That, I, I always think MVP talk is kind of dumb because it's just like, let it happen. You want to win games. Winning games gets you awards, not awards win you games. That's, I 100% believe that in all sports, in all cases. I think with Purdy, it especially sets them up because, oh, you guys like this little guy right. who doesn't really run, who doesn't have the greatest. Oh, you think he's better than these other guys. No, take that out of discussion. Does he win games? Does he do things that help you win games? He did at the end of that game. He didn't do a ton of them, but they win the game get him to the next one, get him to the next one, then we'll judge the whole thing at the end. It's maybe a little boring, but he's not as physically skilled as these other. He's not Patrick Williams. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He can be Drew Brees, though, or a version of Drew Brees, and that guy won a hell of a lot of games, broke a lot of records. I'll take Kyle Shannon will take that guy every single time. Um, yeah, but yeah, the wet weather for sure, I think, is, you know, which probably won't happen Sunday, but we shall see it clearly will not be wet in the Super Bowl. But I think you do see it when the pocket gets a little jumbled. Shan even mentioned, like, when there's a big defensive tackle in front of you, you're six foot one, you're not six foot four, the throwing lane's a little different. And we've seen Purdy, you know, adjust his throwings because he's got guys in his face. Mm -hmm. I think the Packers did get guys in his face. Yeah. They weren't on top of him, but they were in his face. Uh, there are windows that he doesn't have, maybe, that other guys do, but he's also, he, ha he, he finds himself other windows because he can move a little bit. Yeah. Because he can, you know, have the, the exact kind of anticipation for where the ball needs to go. I, I guess it's, I'm just going to say, I never thought he was going to be Patrick Mahomes. I thought he could be a version of Drew Brees. I don't think that's changed. Maybe I'm even more definitive that he's not going to be Patrick Mahomes, but I think we're all we're I pretty sure. Yeah. I think, again, that's where that MVP, that, like, just say what his stats are. Just say the team's won, and then let the argument go from there. You don't need to keep saying he's the MVP. Uh, again, it's just the whole other, and in the NFL, what does the MVP really mean? Is it just means best quarterback? I mean, um, I don't like getting involved in, because you get stuck on that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's a guy, I get stuck quarterback. He's a guy who's going to be at different things at different levels at different times. It was a lower level on Saturday. Uh, I think he was due, and I, what I wrote is like, by the way, though, you think this criticism is going to be bad for him? I think he loves this. Like, not like maybe it's he, good for yeah, him. It's like, hey, you think yeah. I'm that little guy that can't win? That's what you think? You think I'm Mr. Irrelevant? Okay. Yeah. Like, I think that has fueled him. He doesn't say it up at the podium, but 
I know them enough, that's what, that sort of thing. You know any competitor enough that that's going to be, you know, like, okay, let's see. Let's see. You think that's who I am? Okay, we'll see what we'll see what I am on Sunday. One last thing, and then and then I'll, uh, you can get to uh, post in a podcast. Post in, oh, post in a podcast, which is, it sounds like. Audio maybe, file, audio It file, sounds like yeah. maybe you're writing about this a little bit, but what, do you, what does this game mean for Kyle Shanahan? And, you know, when you say that, you mm -hmm. say, I think in this case, losing means so much more than winning would yeah. mean. Winning means getting a chance to finally get the one he needs. But what were you with him? You know, I've thrown the Andy Reid thing out there. It's obviously, in re you know, when you're looking at back in retrospect that Re you know, Andy Reid does not win a Super Bowl for 15 years as a coach. Uh, and that is now not a problem, <laughs> obviously. Right. Uh, I think Shanahan is, an, I, I talked, I, I've been meaning to talk to him about, uh, this is a, not tipping anything. I talked to him about uh, competing with Bill Belichick, competing with Pete Carroll. That's when this idea began. It's like, what was it like to compete? What did you learn from those guys? This was not pertaining to the NFC Championship game. Like, this was just something that we've been meaning to talk about. So this, this is, is this is will be out or is coming. Yeah, out, I'm so. posting. Yeah, posting is an audio file, uh, and so he doesn't have much time. He doesn't have much time. But then yeah, he, yeah. he was then, then turned into his place on you know the long now he and McVay are the two longest tenure head coaches in the NFC and he's kind of like yeah wow well, you know kind of you know I, yeah. and and what I said is something I think that you would agree with I was like you know he goes I don't feel old you know my players look at me differently I've got gray hair I don't I go I think you coach like an old guy I think you've always coached like an old guy and he's like really I don't think so at all like people wouldn't say that I go yeah you do it's you're, you're playing the percentages you're not doing crazy stuff he goes well that's because I've learned I've learned from, you know, when I was a coordinator, maybe as a coordinator, you wouldn't say the same mm. thing about me. Interesting. Uh, and, you know, so how, hard. Does, how does you, how do you prepare? No question. I didn't ask about the, the physicality of yeah. it. You know, the new guys maybe kind of look, look at me, whoopee, I'm doing this, this, that, you know, and, and I know fans do love this. I'm more old school. That, like, that's, does it win you games? Like, it's exciting they're going for it or four down. Okay, wait a minute. Did it help you win the game? Kyle doesn't do that shit, right? Kyle is trying to do what's going to cause the least amount of random things. It's because his team's better, his scheme's better. We'll see if that happens in the end. I did ask him, like, this is your fourth NFC Championship game. This is you know, something that you feel you got now. No, not got as in I got the win, meaning got like I got how this process works. He yeah. goes, yeah, and especially because of the players. The players understand what this is. Um, and... It isn't like we're going to keep doing it. We don't. We never think that. We understand how hard it is to get to this spot, how hard it is to win, and how hard it is if you lose to deal with, like all those things. So it wasn't pertaining because this wasn't meant for right now. It was supposed to be a couple of weeks ago. It just got postponed. We're talking more general than the moment. But I did ask him about an NFC Championship game. Um, that this is a system that has got them to this place. They do have to break through. They have to win a Super Bowl. Everyone understands that. But I do feel like this is an Andy Reid thing. Like, it doesn't mean it's going to take 15 years. You know, go 11 in the Eagles and not win, and then go four in the, in, in the Chiefs. But I feel like this is set up to be like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to get Mahomes. You know, he gets Mahomes dropped in, and that's, that, that's a whole other thing. But... You know, would the teams that had Andy Reid, are they mad that they had Andy Reid when he didn't win a Super Bowl? I don't think so. I think, you know, and at some point that is going to break through for the 49ers. I've written that a million times. Yeah. I don't know when that's going to be. They certainly are set up to do it this season. Uh, they get to the Super Bowl and it's Ravens. You know, they will be underdogs. We shall see. But um, I think the idea 
that just kind of form, came as I was talking to him and as we were batting around this topic before it happened and now that it's happening right now is that he's like he's one of the he's one of the guys right he's not just one of the guys schematically he's one of the establishment coaches and he's one of the main characters there is no question like yeah. you go it's Kyle Shannon's 49ers right. this was probably the case even two years ago three years ago but this is really the case now Pete Carroll's no longer there Belichick wherever he, and he might not coach again I don't know like this is you take those chess pieces off the board who's the big time guys it's you know you still got you know you got Reed you've got John Harbaugh, you've got Sean McVay, and you've got Kyle Shanahan. Like there's Tomlin, Tomlin, and somebody, but he's not there at the end anymore. You know, yeah. in these big, big, big games. So, and we saw what happened when Kyle's, you know, Nick Sirianni goes up and he goes down. Like that's not happening, as far as I'm concerned, with, with Kyle Shanahan's 49ers. So that's kind of the overall accidental theme of what our conversation turned cool. out to be. Uh, and I will post it as, unless I'm told I can't, but I believe I will. Uh, uh, it's it's just conversation. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, like these are interesting times for him. Yeah. And um, that you can't play terribly, you can't lose the game. But he's the guy. Like he walks into the room in the NFL overs meetings. He's one of the guys. There's no question about it. Counting the fact that all these assistants of his are head coaches, that's part of it. Right. But just he's the guy. He carries himself like a guy, and you know when we look back on it. And again, I talk about I started covering Parcells. I started covering you know Jimmy Johnson. He's one of those. He's getting to be one of those guys. You've got to win a Super Bowl. Everyone will go scream at me. No, oh, yeah, you're saying he's a guy. Yes, you must win a Super Bowl. Andy but Reed. in your mind, and I think Andy. you're right, it just validates what you already believed. It doesn't escal- It doesn't elevate him to a new tier of no, active no, NFL no, coach. No, exactly. He doesn't want to be. You know, he doesn't want to be Mr. You know, powerful in the meetings, right? He doesn't. He, but. He understands that just out of tenure, just out of being in all these big games, you know, forget they're going to have 50 million people watch this game. Yeah. Like that matters. Yeah. Those things matter. And the Cowboys are gone. The Eagles are gone. He's still there. Uh, all these are topics that are kind of going through my head as we're talking and as I'm talking with you. Good. So when you read the column later, maybe uh, you will hear some of these things. But I'm going to post it. It's a nine-minute conversation. Okay. Uh, but uh, That's really cool. Uh, so TK Show, yep. podcast feed. A con- this is just to be clear so people understand what you're doing. You are posting the audio of yeah, you and audio, We call it audio files. I'll it's like it an interview. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I had one with Brock Purdy. It's mostly very specific things that I get time alone with somebody yeah. that could fit on a podcast, but it's not a podcast. Right. It's just a conversation that I'm going to write. I mean no for the rules. column. But you might as well just use the audio, yeah. right? I mean, you got the audio. Might as well use it. That's, no no, that's no rules here. All right, so there was Tim. Thanks for uh, checking it out. Thanks for listening. Share it with somebody. You can uh, go check out the YouTube and more stuff. ton of content over on the YouTube channel, uh, including a long live stream I did with uh, Larry Kruger on Thursday, the last pod with John on Wednesday, and more stuff coming up this weekend. So as always, thanks for checking out and uh, checking in and checking out or whatever. And we'll talk to everybody soon. Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.